May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I love this resurrection story because it absolutely sparkles with joy and light and love. And I like to think about those angels who got to be the first ones to come down to the tomb. And you can just sort of imagine them waiting till it was told to them by God that it was time. Last week I saw, I had the opportunity, I was coming into work and I saw these little kids that are the St. Michael preschool. They were about this tall. So I'm gonna guess they were probably three years old. And they had come out with this big old, it was like a canvas little bag. And it was a net. And inside of it were chrysalis for butterflies that they had been watching and waiting for them to become butterflies that could fly away. And this was the day. And so they came out with their little bag of butterfly. I think it was one. And they put it on the ground. And they were just a Twitter and they were, oh my gosh, they couldn't wait. And there were a couple that were kind of scared. And so they stood back here with the teachers holding the hands going, okay. <laughs> but then they just, everybody couldn't contain themselves. This one little butterfly oh my God, comes floating out and twittering ever so he was teaching himself how to fly and he looked like he was doing that. And so he, he got a little bit higher and then he finally, and finally he flew away and the kids were overjoyed. They were absolutely overjoyed. And that is the flavor of this resurrection story. It sparkles with light and joy. Because dark things, that's exactly right, Patricia. <laughs> like my shoes is what she said. <laughs> the kids at the first service loved them. So the dark things of this world like sin and death and ugliness and torture and death on a cross those are things that are hidden away in a tomb under wraps, blocked by a stone. Those are things that suck out life and light. But this resurrection story bursts, absolutely bursts with light of the glory of the light of our Lord. As we hear the testimony of the very first witness of his risen Lord, of the risen Lord, Mary Magdalene, mistakes him for a gardener. You know, the story of God includes three great gardens. The first is the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane, and then the garden outside the tomb. And I think it's entirely appropriate that Mary Magdalene first mistakes Jesus to be the gardener. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they got to walk with God. And it was the garden of the first of all creation. And so it's a beginning, and so it's appropriate that Mary saw at the first of the new creation, her risen Lord in the garden outside the tomb. The garden which was supposed to be the memorial garden of our Lord Jesus Christ turned out to be the garden of life and eternity leading us to the new creation. And the empty tomb was the passageway to the new heaven and the new earth. 
seeing Jesus standing there, talking with him. That is what the New Testament boldly proclaims. Mary and the women, they had all stayed by that cross watching Jesus died. And I think we can relate to what their grief had to have been because we will all lose somebody if we haven't lost somebody already that we truly, truly love. But can you imagine Mary's deep joy? This meeting with Jesus so alive, so well, so completely unexpected. She wasn't thinking about Old Testament prophecy or theology. She saw alive the very man she had just watched die two days before. She watched him die on the cross. And so this first resurrection meeting with Jesus had to have been the greatest moment of her life. Do you ever doubt the existence of God? Do you ever wonder about all those stories in our Bible about the miracles of God? Then the stories of the disciples and the followers of Jesus that we will read in the coming weeks, as they see their risen Lord, those stories are for you. Because you will see that the witness of the resurrection is the turning point in the life of the faith of the followers of Jesus. Seeing and touching and walking with their Lord was the ultimate fact that grounded their witness in Jesus. No one had ever heard this news before. And we will watch as they literally run around the world telling everyone they can the great news. We saw him, we ate with him, we walked down the road with him, and we touched him. Indeed, the entire New Testament and our Christian faith hinges on this miraculous event that changed our course, the course of the world for eternity. Sometimes we say we should read the Old Testament and the New Testament through the lens of the cross. But I believe we also need to read them both through the lens of the resurrection. The resurrection is truly great news because if it is true, then it confirms the truth of all of the stories that went on before the cross in the ancient history of Israel. If God can raise his son, then God absolutely can part a Red Sea and lead his people to a promised land. But even better, if the resurrection is true, then all of those promises of the future made to us by God and by his son are as confirmed as well. He told the bandit on the cross next to him, today you will be with me in paradise. 
And he told those disciples at the Last Supper those beautiful words in his final discourse, which included, my father, my father's house has many rooms and I go to prepare a place for you and where I'm going, you cannot come, but I will come and bring you there. Through the resurrection, we now know that these promises of heaven are true. The resurrection therefore grounds our belief in the past and enlightens our hope for the future. In the memorial gardens of our own lives, the headstone reminders of death are surrounded by, beauty, by the beauty of gardens, of flowers, and the beauty of creation. If you think about it, it's also there that we meet God. It is there that we finally find out why the resurrection matters. It is where we see why it is such good news, because death snuffs out life, but resurrection is the power of creation. Resurrection is the power of new birth. Resurrection takes the dead stuff of this world and infuses it with the whole real life that will last forever. Through our own resurrection, we will be created anew. And that changes everything. We who live on this side of Easter know for certain now that death is not our end. It's not. Mary Magdalene, who saw Jesus in his memorial garden that day, amongst the tombs and the flowers, she was overjoyed because she saw the man she loved, her teacher, her Lord, her friend, and he was alive. And not only alive, but completely well. The man she loved was restored to her completely whole, and this was the best thing that could have ever happened to her. And so we are truly blessed to be on this side of Easter because we can view all evil, all hardness, all death through the power of the resurrection. And when you get down to it, that is why the resurrection matters to me. Because you see, I wanna walk in the garden with God. And I wanna see and be with the ones I love. I wanna be with my father. I wanna be with my stepfather. And I wanna be with all of the ones who will go before me and all of the ones who will come after me. And I know that this will happen because Jesus lives. What he did in his life and his death and especially his resurrection. Because of that, I know that they are in heaven and so will I be as well. And you too. And so I therefore boldly proclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Amen.